Welcome back to Gal in the Go Unplugged. My guest today is Marie Antoinette, creative director and innovative force behind Melanin, a documentary, book, and lifestyle brand that positively demystifies colorism. A few years ago, Marie launched Sapphire Diamonds, a bold and inclusive clothing brand focused on streetwear. She also created the Sapphire Diamond Awards, which recognizes members of the community who are making an impact through relevant socioeconomic initiatives. Hey, Marie. Hey, hey, how you doing? Great, thank you. Thank you for coming on Unplugged. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Let's get right into this conversation. So you are, like I have mentioned, you know, you're building an impressive creative empire. What sparked that all? Well, I've always been creative, but I just always kept it in my brain. And so I'm from Tampa. I moved to Atlanta in 2018. And just with the chaos of being in a new place and just it was a lot of new everything for me, I got a life coach because I felt like I was like spiraling, like I had so many obligations at once. And so one of the things we talked about was what grounds me and what what was I passionate about? And it was always this creative side of me, but I just didn't pour into it. And so he started holding me accountable, like, okay, well, you're going to do this and I'm going to check in with you and you're going to tell me about this. And so it just kept going. Like I got a positive response from my first fashion show and I can't, I started styling people first and it was just building and building. And then I just went full force with it. Love that you recognized, you know, that you needed help and you wanted to be successful. So you went after that element, you know, to take it to the next level of helping you get to where you want to go. Yeah. Okay. So you use the term colorism in your work. Can you please explain to listeners what that term means? So colorism is like discrimination or prejudice or sometimes preferential treatment to someone who has a lighter skin tone within your own cultural community. So colorism is, say, me not getting an opportunity, possibly solely based on the fact that my skin is darker than another Black woman or a Black person, right? So that's colorism. And having this undercurrent favoritism for lighter skin, lighter, you know, different texture hair, very more like European look. And so uh, I've experienced that since a kid. It's a, it's, a, it's a thing in multiple, like the Asian community deal with it, Indian community deal with it, but I speak from the Black experience. And so that's what sparked the whole melanin project that I did based off colorism. That's really like an awakening for people to hear, because I don't think that people realize, you know, you take for granted what you're experiencing within your own culture. I think people would have just assumed like, oh, I know what she's talking about. It's, you know, the black white thing, but that's not it at all. And it's fascinating. Yeah. Even when I talk to some of my white friends about it. They're like, what? Because I had book signings that they came to support. And they're like, what? what's going on? Like they didn't, they had no idea that was a thing. Because then to them, it's like, oh, I just thought everybody was black. <laughs> you know, that we didn't think about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love the cover to your book because it's this beautiful representation of all shades of black. And um, I just think it's a stunning photo. Thank you. So people have to go pick up that coffee table. Thank you. (laughs) Melanin9.com. Get the book for sure. Talking about your brands and the naming, what is the significance behind your brand's name and the Marie Antoinette 929 brand? So Marie Antoinette is actually my middle name. So that that's that's the first thing. People like Marie Antoinette because they think of the queen. But uh, I am also Marie Antoinette. That's my middle name. And 929 is my birthday and the time that I was born. So I always associate that with like angel numbers if I'm uh trying to decide on what to do and I see like a 29 and I do not I'm gonna go in direction of the 29 when I'm like even in deeper thought and having a difficult situation in my personal life sometimes I'm driving behind a truck or something and I see 929 and it's just like a reminder it's fine like you're on the right track everything is good so I love things with deep meaning like that. And that is really wild that your birth time and birth date are the same. I would say very smart move, you know, attaching to that number because it it is so authentic to you, obviously, you know, that's, that's very special. Yeah. Then you have another brand and that's Sapphire Diamonds. What is the origin of your brand Sapphire Diamonds and what is your goal for the brand? So Sapphire Diamonds is, is like an annual fashion show. Sapphire being the birthstone of sep- my birthday, September 29th. So Sapphire is the birthstone of September. And then I just threw diamond on there because I like sparkly things. <laughs> so <laughs> Sapphire Diamonds. It worked. So it's a a fashion show. I've done other fashion shows in the past that was not called Sapphire Diamond. But the Sapphire Diamond fashion show that I did in 2021, that's when it was born. And um, I used to struggle with fashion being so superficial. I'm a deep thinker, not having a deeper meaning and stuff like that. And so I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I pouring all this time, energy, money into this as much as I love fashion like I dream of outfits I'll get up and sketch in the middle of night because I just thought of something but I felt like it wasn't making a change or it was it wasn't doing enough so when I did Sapphire Diamonds I started piecing that with socioeconomic issues my background is healthcare, and so I am very familiar with other things that's going on in the world so I started making a Sapphire Diamond Award at the fashion show. I can get that fix of fashion that I love and I feel like I'm actually doing something meaningful. So that's how that was born and it'll be an annual thing from here on out. I love that. Anything that's tied to, you know, meaningfulness and you are so incredibly mindful. And I think just from an admirer of your brands and a customer, I really respect the mindfulness aspect that you put behind literally everything you do. That makes me feel like you're paying attention to details with that depth of mindfulness. Now, who do you consider your customer then? It depends on what we're talking about, which which product, because with the melanin product, that's a whole different demographic. Uh, with Sapphire Diamond, Sapphire Diamond Streetwear Collection, I'm highlighting 
the awareness of sexual assault, sexual harassment. That's that's the inspiration behind it from my own personal situation from uh, promoting the melanin book. Something happened on a, at an interview from promoting that book. So that sparked the inspiration behind this year's collection. So this year, I think it can appeal to everyone because everybody is at risk for being in that vulnerable population. You know, mainly it's women a lot of times, but we also have children involved in that. Uh, not often enough, we talk, we don't talk about men that are assaulted as well or just violated. But this particular collection, I think it appeals to everyone. So you said you tie it to this cause that's very dear to your heart and special. Next year for your collection, will it be a different? Correct. Correct. That's that's what I do. Like I'll and then I honor those. Like this year is Katie Kessner with Take Back the Night Foundation. So I'm honoring her and her organization and raising funds because people buy tickets, but a portion of the proceeds go to whatever organization. I'm highlighting for that year. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Normally something that has directly affected me. I think that's how you can see the passion in the project. Like before it was um, Sid Rep Sick Kids and they raise money for children who've exhausted financial, all their finances and they have financial hardship through healthcare situations and they need major surgeries. I work in healthcare. So that was like one of the first ones I did. I, so whatever... I get inspired by the following year, then it's the focus is all around that. And I create the clothes based off of that. Oh, so that's the inspiration behind like the theme of the line. Yes. You know, I originally, you know, found out about you because I saw a glimpse of your fall line and I love it. And um, so I'm just wondering, like, who is a designer that you idolize? Who like inspires you with the, the fashion element of your business? So that's so many. But the the two I can think of off the top of my head it, I don't know the, the the designer's name behind it, but I know it's Area A R E A. They come up with some really cool stuff. And Chaparelli, uh, that those fashion shows are always just like, wow, and it's so creative. So those two, I love a lot. And what's your favorite aspect of putting on a fashion show? You know, I like to see people's responses, like. Because I don't know what the fashion show is like because I'm in it working. But when I look back and I see people's videos or what they what they felt during the fashion show, it's like I get to see it through their lens. And that's my favorite part. Aww. What they saw and like or what they could appreciate about the show. Because the, the whole show is always filled with art. Like this show, I have a spoken word person. I have a violinist, opera singer. And it all just. It's all art. And it's just like we tell a story. It's not just a plain walk, the whole fashion show. So I enjoy seeing the person's, ex the guest experience. And then how do you go about picking the artist? Is it just like people that you've seen throughout the past year and their work resonates with you? Is it friends? Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes I reach out to people. I may not get a response or they're unavailable, but I, I am a believer in God. So it always just lines up. I was supposed to line up. And um, this year, one, the opera singer, I do know him. And then the violinist, I've seen her and worked with her before. She's actually in the promo video that we did um, for this collection. That's kind of how I go 
about doing it. Like I have these ideas, I start jotting it down and then I start searching for the people I need to fulfill what I need done. I love it. It makes sense. You have a plan. <laughs> yeah. Now, what do you think sets your clothing brand apart from your competitors or just from others, not even competitors, but other fashion designers? I think for me, I mean, I don't, I don't always know everybody else's inspiration, but the fact that I tie it to societal issues, you know, I think that's the difference. I, I feel like we're all creative. We all do a great job. Sometimes you may not have seen something done before, but doesn't mean it wasn't done before. So I always try to be very original, but doesn't mean that it hasn't been done before. I don't know. However, I know that tying it to a cause and creating a collection based off of that, I think is something different. I don't know if it's been done before, but I think that's what sets me apart. I love that because that's an honest, raw answer. I really respect that. So what has been your greatest challenge or lesson learned in launching one of your many brands? All of them is the same, marketing. I'm not big on talking about myself or talking about anything that I have done because I honestly don't do it for that. I do it because I enjoy it. Like I said, this started because I was talking to a life coach and it was just, what are you passionate about? So it almost kind of started as a hobby not so much as a business. And so just making that transition into business, you in business to make money. It's like, I can't keep shelling out all my money, but I'm not good at marketing myself. <laughs> so that's the biggest challenge, putting myself out there to do that. And it's just, I just feel like I don't want to talk about myself. <laughs> so what gets you over that like shyness? Is it the drive to want the business to succeed on behalf of the organizations you're helping? The how I get over it is because, again, I realize I'm not doing it for me. I tell myself, if you're truly doing this for a bigger cause, get your behind out there on the front line. <laughs> I have to give myself a pep talk. That's some tough love. Yes. <laughs> have to do it because it's like, okay, that's what it is. Well, with all the things you do, you have a very full plate, obviously. How do you stay on top of, you know, knowing what the latest trends are in style, fabrics, colors? I don't look at trends. I just do what I feel within. Oh, I love it. Only time I started to look at trends, it has nothing to do with clothes. It's the trending music so I can get my real views up like the reels on instagram <laughs> so i just try to stay current with what people are listening to but as far as clothes like i'll look at fashion shows and stuff and i mean i, I can be inspired i love it but i never look at that like oh yeah i want to do something like that mm -mm. it's just something clicks in my mind i get a sketch and this is this is what i want to do that's absolutely amazing because, you know, I'm always telling people, you know, live boldly and ask them, are you living boldly? And you are just an incredible example of that because you're paving your own way and you have so much faith in like what you deem to be, you know, appealing that, you know, you're, you're not worrying about, you know, what the others are doing. And I think that will really serve you well when you can let go of others. Like, well... Was this the wrong move? Are people not feeling this or whatever? But then that's just getting caught up in like social media and stuff like that. I have to remove myself from that again. And because that's not the reason I'm doing it. It's easy to get caught up in that because you want to look at numbers. And is this uh, is this right? Is this what the people want? But I think you just stay true to yourself and then they'll catch up. I love it. 
Now, because of that, do you have like um, a best friend or someone that you trust that you kind of like run things by? Or do you trust, you know, and just kind of keep it to yourself and move forward based on that? Yeah. So I do believe that sometimes just because I have a thought like this, this project now, I wanted to make sure it translated well to the audience. I didn't want nobody to think that I was making light of sexual assault and sexual harassment or anything like that. So what I will do, I have a little focus group. It's like my sisters and I won't tell them anything, my thoughts about it. I'll just send it. Give me feedback. And so that's a raw feedback on like, why you did this and what's that blah, blah blah or sometimes they may say exactly what I what I want to happen and that's how I know it's going to be received for the majority how I would want it received and so I will do that and even if they if it's something different if I'm very strongly or passionate about how I felt about it I don't change it I'm okay with them having either a negative opinion or something about it but uh it helps me to make sure that what I'm thinking is translated well to the audience I think that's the perfect balance because it shows you care, but you're also so confident in how you feel about something that you're willing to like move forward anyways, but just again, like thoughtfully taking into consideration what you hear. Right. I don't, I never want to offend. However, I know you can't please everybody that impact versus intent thing. And so I'm very aware of that. I may have intended to do this, but this is the impact that it had and it it may not have been well so i don't want to be on the downside of that that's why i just i'll send it to a couple of people who i know are raw and honest and get their feedback and sometimes i make changes sometimes i don't so as part of sapphire diamond when will your new streetwear fall collection be out officially and you know how can people check out the fashion show so it's going to be officially out october 2nd The fashion show is October 1st in Atlanta, Georgia, um, at Atlanta Event Center. You can get tickets off of Eventbrite. It's going to be a great time. Food, I have a chef, and like VIP gets like gift bags and music and all kinds of stuff. It sounds amazing. So if you're in the Atlanta area, you just absolutely have to check it out. And for those not in the Atlanta area, where can people, like, can people buy your apparel once it's released in October? Yeah, well, so right now there is merch available. It's, it's not the cut and sew collection that, that'll that be on the runway, but it's like the sweatshirt I have on, hat. Love it. Okay. You know, I am very excited for fall and the really cool things that you have coming up. I can't wait for your fashion show. Like I said, like the sneak peek I got at your collection already is just like super cool. The bold colors and like amazing streetwear design. So to learn more about Marie and get an advanced look at her new fall streetwear collection, visit her IG page at Marie Antoinette 929 and check out her website, www.marieantoinette929.com. These details are also in the Gallon Ago Unplugged show notes. Thank you for taking the time to unplug with me today, Marie. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. I had blast and I hope your collection is just so successful, especially given the fact that you have the organization that's near and dear to you tied to it. 
And to my listeners, taking a page from Marie, remember, be curious, be kind, and be bold.